0: Welcome to Jazz Christ Talk, which is a part of the World of Ability podcast network. I am Emily, one of the or the podcast engineer co-hosts of the show, along uh, with Jennifer A. Whitaker. I also have John Turner and Kurt Ruskoff here. Uh, I would encourage everybody to. Um, Check out all of our social media pages um, and groups, and subscribe, like, share, comment, and so on. Um, so let's pass the mic over to June to get us started today.
1: Hi, yes, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Please uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and share, or comment, so forth where you found us, uh, last time we left off where John and I were talking about the integration of science and Christianity, as opposed to the idea that either the start of creation is true or the, or the, uh, beliefs that scientists are showing is true. Do you remember that discussion we started, John?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, we it was an interesting the, one.
1: We were talking about it was the. An inter- go ahead.
2: Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Jennifer. All right. We were
1: talking <laughs> about the idea that uh, so the the world could be millions of years old, but maybe that God's seven six days he spent creating Earth were millet, were millions of years each quote day of His. And so the world could be millions of years old and creation still be truth.
2: Right, right now there's a big discussion going on is is the Bible compatible with science. And uh, really for the, um, it always has been, but a lot of scientists uh, say that it's not. But now there's a big group of scientists coming on board that believe in an intelligent designer behind the universe um, when you say intelligent designer it doesn't necessarily mean what 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 religion it is but if you go through and look uh, through scripture and stuff like that but um, when it talks about the day age in the Bible in Genesis the word is yam when it's talking about days and it actually means if you do a study in uh, ancient Hebrew and ancient Greek, if you look at that word yam, yam means uh, a 24 hour period, a 12 hour period, or a very lengthy period of time. Uh, other places in the Old Testament, it has the word yam, and it's usually talking about a, a period of time. So it's not necessarily a 24-hour period. Um, If you notice, though, that the sun was not created until the fourth day. So what were they really talking about? What was being discussed? Um, I'm what they call an old earther. It means that I believe that the universe is 13.8 billion years old, and I follow science in that respect. Um, but there's other Christians that are what they call young earthers and they believe that the universe is only nine, nine to 12,000 years old. Um, but in my opinion, and this is really a, um, a discussion in house discussion for Christians. Okay. I actually joined a, um, an organization, a local one and a a larger organization, that Hugh Ross, um, uh, Reasons to Believe, RTB, we meet once a month, but uh, they have articles on there, and you can go in and read all kinds of interesting things. And they have a number of scientists that belong to the organization, and they believe they're old earthers. They're Christians, and they believe in an old earth. And there's a lot of reasons why, and it's very interesting um, what's behind the, the, the belief on it. Um, I went to a, at ASU, I live in Arizona, right outside of Phoenix, and I went to ASU, had a uh, John Lennox, Dr. John Lennox, came to the university um, to speak. And it was amazing to me how many people showed up. Well, these were a lot of uh, students that were in the field of science. And, um, and what the, the title of the um, group that met was called Has Science Killed God? And it was amazing. They had enough room in the auditorium for 600 people. And then they had two outsourcing where they had a videotape that had a few hundred more, and uh, John Lennox is from England. He's a scientist, a mathematical scientist, and he is also a believer in God. He's an apologetist. I'm gonna. I I love to write about apologetics, which is meaning that you uh, look deeply into scripture or into things, uh, and um, the Bible is not the only thing that. Uh, talks about God. Uh, if you look in the Old, uh, Old Testament, it says that the, the, uh, the stars or the sky declare the glory of God. So it's really talking about some of the things that we see in the world around us. And uh, people thousands of years have looked up into the universe and wondered what all that was out there. They had no idea what the moon was even, what the sun was. Uh, What all these stars are, but uh, now they have really understood the actual size of the universe, uh, how many stars are in the universe now. This is something they didn't really know until about 50 years ago, and now it's even expanding more with the new telescope that's gone into outer space and how many trillions of stars, not only... um, And and I'll repeat this thing here. This is how you can explain how large the universe is to people. Um, There are more stars in the Milky Way galaxy. That's the galaxy we live in. There are more stars in our Milky Way galaxy than there are grains of sand on all the beaches on our planet. That blows your mind right there. That goes 10 to the 10th power. But that, what? Uh, that blows our mind and us indeed. Yeah, but here's the next part to that. There are more galaxies in our universe than there are stars, yeah. and, uh, than there are grains of sand on our whole planet. And that goes 150 uh, to the 150th power. And that is trillions and trillions of galaxies much less individual stars so that tells you how big our universe is and that blows me away i think about that all the time when i'm thinking about god and who is this creature who is it that created all this stuff and it is absolutely enormous how how big we are and they didn't even know that until in recent decades here so we're really on the cutting edge. Now, when I talk about um, the day age, yam, I'm not talking about evolution, okay? Evolution is something I do not believe in. I did it one time. It was my God. And then I began to do research And when I became a part of RTB, Reasons to Believe. Uh, they have an, a bunch of articles why... Uh, evolution does not work. Uh, number one is it's very, very complicated, and in all the um, laboratories all across this planet, they have never been able to create life from non-life. It just, it just hasn't happened. And they try to get together and talk about this because there's a lot of scientists out there that are atheists. So. How come they can't produce life from non-life? Because it's very, very, very complicated, and it just doesn't work whenever they try to do it. As far as we've come with science throughout the the ages, it's just something they cannot do. They try to say that certain creatures came from this creature. Uh, there's a thing called macroevolution and microevolution. Microevolution means that things, animals and plants, change uh, within that organism. But macroevolution means that there's a change from one type of animal to a completely different type of animal, or one type of fauna or plant to a completely. And it has never; they have never been able to prove that. Whereas microevolution, they have. Uh, And you see it all the time. Uh, Animals and plants adapt to do different things. Uh, In the Galapagos Islands, they had uh, finches that uh, when they uh, started running out of food for the animals, they started growing a smaller beak. But the birds did not change from one type of bird into another type of bird. That has never happened so it's very interesting we live in a very interesting time right now when it comes to science and religion um so uh is that pretty much what you were looking for there or was there other things that you wanted to talk about jennifer
1: well you said you had a lot to talk about but that is the topic remember last time when we were just editing and you were like oh i got a lot to say about so did yeah. you have any more additional stuff you wanted to add to that
2: yeah, um a very, great
1: topic. It's just, uh,
2: when people ask how can you prove God? Um one of the big things when it came up to evolution in Darwin, there was a lot of atheists in the eighteen forties and before that that were uh saying that there there was no God. Um but so they had to he had to come up with an explanation and how life got here on our planet. Uh, And when I talk about our planet, I'm really talking about the universe too. At this point in time, they have never found life on any planet out in the universe. And they keep saying, well, give it enough time, give it enough time. But obviously we are so far away from each other um, that it probably will never be proved uh, because But one of the things is life could only come from two places. One is evolution. um, That would come from, um, uh, uh, it would come from a non, without anything behind it, like a uh, intelligent designer. And the other one would be intelligent design that God designed life as we know it. So there, And there's nothing else in between, okay? So when Darwin came up with the evolution, that scientists jumped on it right away because for the first time, they, they were able to explain how life came into this universe, into this planet that we live in. How did it get here? How did it happen? Obviously, we believe uh, as Christians, that there is an intelligent designer and it talks about that. Um, The other thing, one of the things that proves that there is a God, there's actually three, but the first one is um, uh, to prove that there is a God, that um, the, the Christian religion is the only one that said the universe started at one specific point in time. No other religion on our planet says that. And it's, and, it, and it's that way for Christians, Jews, and even Muslims, because they believe in the first four books of the, uh, the Bible. So they believe that it all started at one spe- specific point in time. So when you think about that, right at first, it just kind of goes over your head. But when it, you're talking about um, starting at one specific point in time, who pulled the trigger? That's a question you have to ask. If it actually started at one specific point in time. And the Bible says it did. It talked about
1: I guess something to add to that. So it started at one specific time, but even if someone wanted to believe in evolution, who put those particles there for them to go through that whole Big Bang theory? Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Somebody still had they to put those had- particles there. And like you said, to hit the, the go button or to pull the string or whatever, right? Right. But to somehow ignite it.
2: Oh. Yeah. So the universe has not always been here. So that it causes a lot of problems then. And um, uh, the great scientist back in the 20s, who was that? Um, <laughs> that did the theory of relativity. Uh, part of the thing he was working on in the theory of rel- relativity was the Big Bang. They call it the cosmological singularity it means that it all exploded at one point in time, it was the size of a pinhead and then it exploded and moved outward. And so they just did some backward engineering to figure out how long that has been. And they use, uh, colors of stars and all kinds of things. And they, they, Uh, Come pretty close saying that it's 13.8 billion years, but as we know God has been around forever So he pulled the trigger and started life here for us Now the angels and all those different creatures are not in our universe although they come and go sometimes in our universe But they were created uh, at a different place in time and on a different platform altogether. Will God create more different types of life? Uh, I personally think he might, but I don't know. Who knows, you know, because it talks what, about in it. Uh,
1: what about this ahead. modern day thing where they're seeing different aliens? If you've seen this alien show that talks about yes. UFOs and actually finding that there were once extraterrestrials here on Earth.
2: Yes, I have. Um, so
1: that could be sort of, that there's some kind of being. It's not a human, but there's some kind of life in another one of those, uh, I guess you say galaxies? Or another yes. universal galaxy?
2: Hugh Ross did a talk about this over three different days, and it's, it's fairly complicated. But what he was saying is because of all the ufos that have been sighted in different places and different times he says 90% of them can be explained away but he said that still lives us with 10% of the sightings that 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 says but here's what he said also and you have to think about this for a minute because life is so complicated The universe, even at the closest point, our solar system to the next solar system to us is something like 10 billion light years away. So if that's true, if that's the truth, so how long would it take for someone to send a rocket ship from that solar system to our solar system, and to make connections. If you look at the Milky the Milky Way, our solar system, uh, our galaxy itself, and we're talking about stars within that galaxy and how close these various stars are. We're in a spiral galaxy, and our our solar system itself is way out on an edge, way out on one of the spirals. It's a long, long way from the center of, the, of our galaxy, very, very far. And we are very far from any other stars because we're out on that limb. And, and the cool thing about that, uh, being out on that limb like that, we can actually see the rest of the galaxy very clearly and, and find our place if we were any closer to the uh, center of the galaxy, it would be very hard for us to look at it and to see where we're located. So like uh, Hugh Ross said in there, he said, chances are of an alien race making it to earth is very slim because they are very far away. If it was an intelligent uh, race of individuals or uh, people, they would probably head towards the center of the galaxy to try to make contact with many other life forms. Um, but here's here's the explanation when he was talking about that 10%. Angels have come and gone uh, on our planet throughout the, um, the millennium. Uh, remember when uh, Jesus rose from the dead and... Uh, The the women went to go to the grave, and there was an angel in the field right next to it, and he asked them what they were looking for. He was an angel, and it talks about all kinds of angels coming and uh, doing messages. Uh, When Mary became pregnant, an angel came to talk to her then. It appears that God uses these creatures uh, to communicate with human beings. Uh, The same way is with evil creatures like uh, evil angels, you know, God cast down when the, uh, when the, um, he cast the one third of the angels uh, out of heaven, he sent them to the earth. So Satan in a large way actually is uh, the owner of this planet uh, until Jesus died when he died and uh, rose from the dead. But Satan still has, uh, still has access to us, and uh, and, our, and many other creatures do too. Uh, evil ones. If you look at the Book of Job, um, um, and, and this is a, the part that I always say, "Oh God, don't tell him that," when uh, uh, Lucifer uh, ran into God. And God asked him, what have you been doing? And he says, I've been coming to and fro on this planet. And then God said, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan said, well, not really. And then God said, you could do this to him. You could do that to him, but you can't do this to him. So obviously, uh, Satan had uh, was... uh, walking on a planet and it really stands a reason that other creatures would too so um like hugh ross was saying there's a good chance that a lot of the ufos that we've been seeing are really satanic uh individuals um i personally think when things now this is now this part is just my um my thought. OK, so you can't take it really a lot further than that. But I believe when things really start to go, uh, and I'm going to say the word hell, go to hell, because that's exactly what's going to happen. When things get really bad, I think uh, an alien race will show up and say, we can help you out of this. Mess. We can clean it up one of the things that they have noticed about ufos is when some of these people get taken into the ufo they try to talk about god and uh, these creatures and these ufos say uh there is no god there is no god it's just us it's just us the alien race so uh that sounds like something they would would say and try to um say there is no god so it's, it's very interesting that that could happen. And uh, these alien race could show up here and say, things are really bad on your planet. We can help you clean this up and uh, do climate change and all these different different aspects of, of, of things that are going on on the planet. And how do we get out of the mess that we're in? Um, Carl Sagan, who did a science program years ago, he said something just before he died. He was a big um, believer in science, and he was an atheist until the end, but he said something very interesting before he died. And he said, who knows, maybe there is no life in the universe, because sometimes when life gets to this point in its development, it kills itself off. And if you think about that with nuclear weapons and climate change and all these different things, um, I think it was very insightful. That could have really happened, you know, nuclear weapons. And it doesn't take much of that. There's a lot of that stuff going on. And now I thought at one time, we we're beyond that when it came to the Cuban missile crisis. But now, we got all this stuff going on with Russia and China and all these nuclear weapons that they're making and well, uh Putin uh, also, uh, rattling also look at look
1: at really far back history like how they say that the native americans were people that came here from China during the ice age when alaska connected with uh you know this side of russia i mean
2: the land uh, the land know, ice the bridge from know. From Alaska to uh, Siberia, right. And, you know, it could all these people have traveled that far in 9,000 years? You know, uh, when you look at migrations and what it takes for that to happen, the thought process is probably, probably not. Um, where did all these people come from? Where did they migrate up from? If you look at uh, Israel and you look at all that area over there and where Noah's Ark uh, was and when God wiped out the life on the whole planet. The other thing that's very interesting, and I saw a program on this the other day, they talked about the flood, the great flood. And um, every culture on our planet, if you go back into their background, they talk about some sort of a great flood that killed a lot of people. American Indians have this in their background uh, in throughout Africa and Europe and things like that and South America. It's, it's very interesting that they have this in their folklore, you know. So the, something something occurred, some catastrophic event occurred at one time to wipe out a lot of life that was on this planet. And one of the things that I always struggled with was, what kind of life form was this? What what did, why did God have to go to that length to wipe out all life? You know, I know we have a, we do a lot of-
1: Think about what you're saying. So the Bible says he did because all except for Noah, had turned their backs on God. But also, there's science that believes that that great flood, as you call it, that we believe is known in the ark, that it was believed that that's what got rid of dinosaur life and why human life continued, but dinosaurs like uh, Triceratops and and T-Rexes and so forth, are you know, they extinct. So some scientists believe that's because of that great flood. That's why dinosaurs extinct. Even though, according to the various religions, including Christianity, there were people that were on that ark that survived the flood to carry on human life.
2: Right. Well, here's a couple thoughts to think about. When God designed uh, to have the flood. Um. He actually left it open for other individuals that were around Nova. Noah to come onto the mark to the, the ark. But they decided not to, they didn't want to. There was something about their makeup, something about these individuals that were living at the time. And if you look at um, things through the old testament. And you look at David and Goliath and how big Goliath was. They really believed that, and it talked about um, in the Old Testament, that the daughters of men had sexual relations with the sons of God. It means the angels, these um, evil angels, had sex with human women. I know that sounds really crazy, but that's what the Bible says. So if that's true, what kind of offspring did they have? What kind of creatures were these individuals? They were not just a regular human being; they were a cross section. And I believe that um, that the those angels had uh, they had access to DNA, so they could actually make some changes within the DNA, and the people that were living. Uh, And there's some uh, religious groups that talk about this because they have found some fossils and bones of some of these individuals that were really big. These were individuals that were anywhere from uh, 10 to 15 feet tall. And they were not all just human beings. Some were just giants, but some were also monsters, if you think about it and see what they were talking about. It looked like they had sex with animals you know so that
1: could be where um, we got the idea of cavemen. of what Cavemen? remember how we on different commercials we see where they like got this really bad beard really bad crazy hairdo like they don't maintain their hair i mean that may be where caveman idea came from those creatures that create they were you know like morphed between humans and angels or i guess demons but you know what I'm saying? Because we've got yeah, well, things was, like science says, so do you see where there could be some integration there of science with what you're saying that's biblically stated, right?
2: Right. Not only you were these out, like, individuals... Also,
1: yeah, look at the individuals, like Noah himself, Abraham, Adam and Eve, they lived to be hundreds of years old. So we don't know that they were necessarily hundred percent human by the definition of modern day human, okay. Because right. you know, then you go to the more recent history, like in US history that dates from the from the seventeen hundreds forward. And people were barely living to be even twenty five or thirty years old. Most of the time they didn't live to be forty. And then now compare that to now, how long our lifetime is generally speaking, the expected lifetime, to where you can't retire until you're in your sixties at some point. So yeah. that says, if i are expecting us all to live at least long enough to retire, is modern day versus what I'm talking about? That's in the last two or three hundred years.
2: Yeah, and uh, Methuselah and some of those individuals. Um, it's very interesting. What what were these? creatures like that he had to wipe them out from the face of the planet completely every single one what were they like and i have to think they just didn't have bad thoughts they didn't do these bad things but they were absolutely uh something that god not did not really create to be here and it says that they that they con- continually thought about evil thoughts constantly And I got to thinking about what was it like to live in a a village or a a city or whatever they were with these people. They were that bad. They were probably murdering and killing each other constantly. They were raping every woman they could find. They were doing all kinds of really unspeakable things for God to eliminate them. You know, he, he loves us and we do bad things, but... It's not like he is going to go to the point of wiping us out. And these creatures would not even consider God. They didn't want to have anything to do with an intelligent designer by the universe. They must've really thought that they were God also. And it was like, God couldn't let this life form uh, go on anymore. Why he allowed the daughters of men and the, uh, Sons of God to have sexual relations. I have no idea. I've always thought that. Why did you allow that to occur? Why did you allow these evil entities that come out of heaven and have uh, sexual relations with women of uh, human women? I said, Why did you do that? You know, uh, and you must have known eventually you were going to have to wipe them all out. Uh, but Noah didn't. You know, how long did it take him to build that ark? and how, and these individuals had to be watching him build this ark over that 150 year this, period god. what
1: think about this though when you talk about so why did god build these creatures these evil beings that were between what well, were probably demons as opposed to angels right and humans right? right so at the same time if we really could answer that a lot of us would be like why did god even create satan Knowing the evil he would bring and that he'd take one third of the angels with him, leave, being forced to leave heaven to go to at one point in earth. And now, you know, Rome's about both earth and hell and so forth, you know, but not heaven. Then a lot of us would say if we knew why he created these beings, knowing that he'd have to wipe them out and what was going to happen, we'd wonder why did he even create evil?
2: So right. that's some of those that
1: humans as humans can never really answer.
2: Well, here's, a, here's the answer to that. God gave us, and it appears he gave the angels free will. Okay. To either accept him or not accept him. Or to listen to him or not to listen to him. Uh, Satan was originally called Lucifer. And he was the greatest being that was ever created in heaven. It said that his voice was like a uh, instrument, musical instrument, and he would lead uh, worship for God. God's uh, throne is encircled by uh, a number of great, strange-looking individuals. Said one one individual's got a body like a horse and has uh, twenty eyes, and they rotate. And if you look at all the different things that surround the uh, the great throne of God, uh, then you see some really strange stuff. You know, um, I know Paul, when he went into a certain trance, he was able to see all these things. I think there's a lot more out there that we have no idea that God has created. But when you talk about that God created Lucifer or created um satan he actually didn't he gave satan the free will to do what he did and he was able to to convert one third of all the angels in heaven to his side and i don't know what they did because when god cast them out of heaven he cast some in one place some in another place uh, and then he casts a bunch of them into hell. So some he cast to the earth and the ones that he cast into hell. What did these individuals do that was different than the other ones that he would put them well, insta- instantly into hell? And I got to I think, think that. Know, they- but
1: god did create Satan. Satan wasn't like a God where he always existed, God did create him. But you, you said something about that God didn't create Satan, but he always was. No, God made no, him didn't. as the most he powerful didn't. angel.
2: Yeah, but he was Lucifer at that time. He was a good angel, He, he but he gave him free will. And a, and yeah, Lucifer, Lucifer then uh, turned himself into Satan. He became very evil and brought a bunch of uh, other angels with him, uh, you know, I wonder sometimes that some of the angels that were cast down, if they felt like they wanted to repent from what they did, they didn't want to. Uh, they got talked into something, but obviously God didn't let them back out. Uh, the angels that went to hell, what were these? What were these guys like? What did they do? Did they attack the throne itself? Uh, did they do something that was even more evil than the rest of uh, the the? These are questions that are open-ended that we don't really know until we actually uh, and into the kingdom of God. But it's it's interesting to speculate on it anyway. Um, So going back to the original thing about um, um, uh, the people that he wiped out, obviously they had to be reprobate, meaning that they were beyond help. Even the children. The children and the adults, and um, God had to wipe them all out. It was like, and I've asked that: is uh, were they that much different than us? Even though we're rebellious, but we have Jesus Christ to to um, to point to that has forgiven us, the blood of Christ. Um, obviously, that they, didn't
1: of the rest have, that they didn't. They did not have Christ. Who paid the ultimate price for their sins. You know, looking at the angels that ended up in in different places like hell and on earth and so forth. Distributed about, but not allowed in heaven. Because they didn't have somebody to pay the price for them.
2: Yeah, what a, what a mess. It seems like every time God has created creatures like angels and human beings. It turns into chaos. It turns into a mess. Doesn't because it? Think God. about it.
0: That's
1: why. What? Because we're not God. But the angels are just humans. It's my cat here. We're not God. So we don't know and understand everything. So, and then there's, like you said, the um, free will. So we have our naughty side that wants to follow, let's say, the worldly perspective, Right. And the worldly influence of like, let's say more money makes you better or whatever kind of, you know, struggles we have in life. And God made us with the free will, like you said, but also he gave us the challenge. Like, uh, like a lot of Americans want just more money, more, more, more. Do whatever it takes to make, to get rich, hoping to one day be wealthy, right? But how many times does that end up that they turn their way, their back against God? Not saying that always is true, but it's common that when we get focused on money or something else that we make our God, then the God of the universe is no longer our God. So we end up going through pain and suffering. And it's ultimately that we want to choose our route and not give in to whatever his will for our life is.
2: Right. Um, There's something very innate within our very soul that defaults to evil. There's something there that defaults, but there's also something next to it, the Spirit of God. I'm not talking once you become born again and that uh, you've got the Holy Spirit that connects to you, but there's this thing that is a void in, in your life when you don't have God and whatever that is. Um, and God knew this from the very foundations of the universe and the planet, he knew that giving us free will was going to cause a lot of heartache and a lot of bad things to go on, on the planet. Just look at, and, and it's not just a naughty side. It's a very evil, dark side of every human being. Um, there are times we do things and we know that we shouldn't do them. But um, then we do them. But uh, as a Christian, we still sin. But then I go I go to God almost directly and ask Jesus for forgiveness and help me to be a different type of person. And sometimes because of... Things that are going on in the world, our culture, people around us, the addictions that we have, from alcohol, the drugs, the gambling, all these things, all this emptiness within us that we're constantly trying to fill. And it doesn't make any sense until in my case I was an atheist till I was thirty years old, and I was a very nasty atheist. I was a part of a lot of uh, atheistic apologetics, and I went to a number of uh, debates that went on. When I became a Christian um, 40 years ago up in uh, Oregon, outside of Medford, uh, Oregon, um, I uh, when I started to listen to the The preacher that was up there, because I was raised a Catholic, and I was abused by the nuns all the way through grade school. They beat the crap out of me. I was a tough kid. I was kind of a rebellious kid. And these nuns didn't know how to deal with me. Uh, And that's why I became an atheist, because uh, as I got older, I was like, these people believe in God, Jesus Christ, or said they did. That's not a religion I want to be a part of. And it wasn't until I became 30 years old and got a divorce and ended up in outside of Medford in the little Applegate um, Valley. And there was a small church there in size of the building.
1: You said they beat you. Was this paddling? Like, you know, back in the days when they were paddling as opposed to nowadays teachers can't do that.
2: Yeah, I was. Uh, I should explain. No, they didn't beat me with their hands and fists, but they, they did it with paddles and stuff, but sometimes they got so frustrated, and one nun would have to ask help from another one or two nuns in a neighboring room because they couldn't corner me, you know. So they took a couple of them to corner me, and then she wailed on me. It was mm-hmm. like, uh, "Holy, holy mackerel!" And uh, but I also remember um, that she would always put my desk up in the front of the room alongside another kid. And that kid wanted <laughs> to go to the bathroom, go, wanted to go to the bathroom and she wouldn't let him go. And he ended up, uh, taking a pee all over himself in front of the whole classroom. Think about oh that. Think That's about that. Like. Yeah. Now you're talking about a uh, horrific, uh, thing that would follow an individual through the rest of his life. I oh, yeah, um,
1: humiliation, so, probably uh, trauma, probably shame. I mean, I could name a few. My the
2: wife which, my wife grew up in a Catholic um, school, too. And the very same thing happened to her, though. Um, and her mom, when she found out, uh, when Monica went home, and uh, got off the bus uh, she had to go to the bathroom so bad and and her mother asked her why didn't you go at school before you came home and monica told her she wouldn't let me go so she uh her mother grabbed her and her uh father and went down to the school and read the uh nana riot act but uh some of these things are very typical of the catholic church and it may not just be the Catholic Church. A lot of religions have this problem uh, when they abuse um, young, young kids. Catholic Church has been really known for a lot of abuse uh, when it comes to boys, especially by priests. Uh, Boston did uh, a big study about 10 years ago, and they were trying to figure out what happened. In Boston, and why a lot of this stuff was going on. And they found out that uh, a lot of priests had sexually molested a lot of these boys throughout the decades. Ireland had become really huge in that. And if you know anything about the Catholic Church in Ireland, it's almost non existent today. Whereas at one time, 50 years ago, the Catholic Church was huge. It was like the center of all activities. It's not that way anymore in Ireland because of the sexual stuff going on with all the boys. And it's like that with uh, um, all across the, the planet, actually. So, but I don't want to just beat up on the Catholic Church because a lot of the sexual um, abuse has uh, occurred in many places. Um, in many religions, all across the board, but the Catholic Church was just something that was accessible and that they could they could deal with. So I that's what pulled because, me.
1: I have to agree because I know certain people that um, lived in certain countries where women don't have rights and the women have been um, you know abused because of the fact that they were property of the man in the other countries you know, in the world, this modern day, but just being in other countries where women are property of a man instead of being their own free, free with right to, you know, vote and speak speech and everything else we have in the U S that there are some other countries where women are the property of men. And so if they act out, the man can slap them or do whatever kind of what in our country is considered abuse, but it's not in certain other countries. And some right. of them I know of are muslim based countries. So agreeing that it's outside of just a Catholic.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, and I hate to say this, it's uh, it's something with men. Something with men when they get a lot of power. Um, a lot of them resort to abuse to get what they want. Um, not so much with women. This is a man thing. Um, I think it has a lot to do with pornography and the things that we think about in our head. Um, It just makes me sad. Sometimes I wonder why God made sex at all because it can be so easily (laughs) abused all across. I I don't know. You're laughing, and I understand that. He wanted
1: wanted women to bear and reproduce children, and he had to make... That possible through some some action
2: right <laughs> what else creating it. <laughs> what else could he have done he he did this with the whole animal world too you know but there's just he something about even,
1: he... he wanted even animals to reproduce I mean right because as far as we but know the it's... world started off with with uh, just Adam and Eve and maybe one male and one female of each animal but we don't know that there really were many at the beginning of these various animals or that like in the original uh, garden of eden that there wasn't just one tree with every fruit and vegetable and whatever else right that
2: oh, yeah. they, well there was,
1: somehow, there was somehow they were all there at the beginning and they had to reproduce to have where we have an entire planet with you know so much stuff
2: yeah, I get it. I really get it when I really think about it and sit there. But I'm like, couldn't you have figured out a different way instead of having uh, the sexual thing that goes on and all this abuse that happens all across. It doesn't happen with animals. They just do what they do. It's just natural to them and they move on. But human beings think about all kinds of really strange stuff, you know. Um, it's just um, so. I know at one point in time, there will not be any um, in heaven, there will not be any marriage or given in marriage. So it appears that the uh, male female um, platform or structure will not be in existence there. God will. Right, we will.
1: I'll be um I'll be spirits
2: yes and As opposed
1: to what you're talking about the man and the male and female is part of our physical body and not our spirit and the you know how the bible says that the spirit will be kev- carried up into heaven but the body will oh. will turn back into dirt so that means it has to remain on earth to turn back into dirt
2: yeah and I can't wait I um I can't wait I can't wait to be off the planet from all this chaos that's going on. Just think about what happened in the last century. How many millions of people were murdered by Hitler, Stalin, Mao Zedong, uh, Pol Pot. All these all these people uh, that went through the Second World War. Those couple decades there. You're talking about. 500 million human beings were slaughtered what well, that's before what
1: considering that's before considering Vietnam war and the cold war yeah. and this 20-year war and all those others and that's also assuming that the only source of death was war you know fighting in a battle of some sort versus how many people have died from pandemic or every year die from from driving wrecks like vehicle wrecks and, they, and at least here in local Houston, they say we have a lot more deaths related to wrecks than we do related to murder or anything else. Like, there's this danger right, in it's, driving a vehicle that's more deadly and higher numbers of deaths caused by than murder or any other crime.
2: Yeah, and we, we've we got to think about this, this planet, this world we live on is a very dangerous world. And it has been for human beings since the beginning, um, all the time. Uh, And it hasn't until recent decades that we even thought about that. How many people died? How many um, billions of people that have walked this planet that are no longer here? That's what will come for all of us. But I want to have some kind of an idea what's going to be, what am I going to be uh, attacking? What am I going to be not attacking, but what am I going to be a part of in the universe? Um, one of the major questions that has, when I was in uh, college and I was studying for my graphic arts degree, I had, I took a creative writing class and we had to write uh, and then, um, write it out about uh, a question that we had for everybody. And my question was, and when I said it, you could hear a pin drop in the classroom. And I said, is this all there is? Is this it? And everybody, it forced everybody to think about that, to think about that in their lives. Is this it? So that's a a question that has followed mankind since the beginning. Is this it? That's why you've got uh, um, people that looked at the stars, uh, Stonehenge and all the different uh, pyramids that were built all over the place. And when they looked out into the universe, they had to think about their life and then say, is this it? And then say that about the universe and all these stars they're looking at. Is this it? What is that? What am I a part of, really? Right. So, right. haven't you ever thought great, about that?
1: That'll be a great point for our next one. We're almost at an hour.
2: Okay. Uh, is it, cool is this? It? Is this? Well, this it? must be it
1: for this episode. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Uh.
1: leave our listeners (laughs) laughing at that. There you go. Emily, over to you.
2: It's Kurt and Emily here.
1: Emily's in the background. Are you still with us, Emily? (laughs)
2: if we saw her picture she's probably got her head down on the desk (laughs) and she's sleeping
0: very funny guys
2: I'm pretty funny
0: that's why you fall asleep on John, was for putting you asleep or what?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what did put to sleep? All right. We
2: heard you <laughs> smiling, Emily.
0: And the announcements. Yeah, anybody? and she's talking in the background, too. <sighs> and the announcements. Yeah, you have a
2: baritone, baritone snore.
0: <laughs> any, uh, any announcements, guys?
1: Uh, would you like to start with what. World of Ability and uh, HNP, so
0: forth. Uh, Do you want me to go first with my announcements? Yes, please. Okay, Wednesday, Um,
2: everybody, we
0: are an event with the founder and CEO of uh innovative nutrition um and which is about <clears throat> which will be about like her story the kind of stories kind of how they got started kind of the background of innovative that kind of thing um it will be on zoom at 6 p.m central 7 eastern um and Will be on the is that on, on the Zoom. Ability Now in Zoom? Uh-huh. If you go to the, uh, putting in the name instead of the numbers, so it's Ability Now. Um, then uh, February 3rd, 4th, and 5th is um, it's going to be known as Festivus, the Westcott family. as a winner every year called Festivus, which is connected with Seinfeld um, and there'll be uh, games and, among other things, um, so you can connect <clears throat> again to the ability now zoom anytime over the weekend. Join in the fun with that. Uh, also, um, coming up on March 17th is the National Day of Happiness event with the Happy Neighborhood Project. Uh, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific, or noon to 6 Eastern. Uh, Tickets are $30 right now, but we'll be going up to $40 uh, starting in February. So encourage everybody to get their tickets ASAP, as well as inviting uh, everybody. So there will be speed networking, speakers, entertainment, prizes, and so on. Also, we are looking to break the Guinness Book of World Records um, and the number of people, most people, speed working at one time. Uh, it's currently at 1,068, but it was set in 2014 by Belgium. Um, so we're looking to get way over that. So I'm to see everybody there. Um, Jen, I think you have a couple announcements that you'd like to hear.
1: Yes. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I'm sure you know me by now, Jennifer A. Whitaker, also known as Jen. <clears throat> At uh, Jen's Books and More, uh, we are in Jaws Coffee Chat podcast. We are looking for a social media candidate, a virtual assistant, a public relations or uh, press release person. Uh, hopefully uh, some people that are in sales and can try to work on getting our books in more stores and libraries and so forth. Um, And anyways, we're always looking for people to also uh, be on our podcast. So if any of these things are of interest or you believe you're a good candidate for, we are always looking for new people to add to our team or a guest to come on and uh, share some, of, some information about their mission, business, or whatever, in addition to participating in our discussion. Uh, so if any of this is of interest, please go to com slash Jen's Books and More. That's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com forward slash J-E-N-N-S, books and more. And that's how you schedule with us for any of those reasons. Um, If you'd like to be on our podcast, you can pick which episode you want to be on based on the time or the topic by going to calendly.com forward slash Jaws Coffee Chat. That's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com forward slash j-a-w-s coffee chat and we appreciate you being with us please be sure to subscribe follow and share uh, wherever you are wherever you found this and if you'd like to learn more about us or find other podcasts and books and so forth uh, as I'm an author and I'm the one that writes the books then if you want to find anything else we have to offer, professional services included, please go to jensbooksandmore.com. That's J-E-N-N-S booksandmore.com. Over to you, Emily.
0: Okay, I'd like to also to thank everybody, from Jen, Jen and Kurt and everybody who came on, as well as everybody who tuned in. Um, special thanks and recognition to uh marcus hart of uh, transforming media uh Jace Doyen of the disability channel and uh zach clayton of the PEC channel for allowing us to have our this show on their platforms um uh, again i encourage everybody to Check out our, all of our social media pages and groups. Um, we are here every Monday. Uh, so our next show will be next Monday, uh, January January 16th. Um, and look forward to seeing everybody tune in, encourage everybody to tune in. Um, And on behalf of Jen, John, Kurt, and the rest of the uh, World of Ability Podcast Network, uh, we wish you a safe and productive week and to stay happy.